This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 19th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Bureaucratic inertia may keep the so-called war on terror on autopilot for years to come, whether or not the touted threats are real. Like the drug war, the fight against real and imagined threats of terrorism may be a self-licking ice cream cone. So says John Mueller, a professor of political science at Ohio State University. He's also author of Overblown, How Politicians and the Terrorism Industry Inflate National Security Threats and Why We Believe Them. We spoke at the Cato Institute's counterterrorism conference in January. Are we going to see an end to the color-coded terror alert level in the Obama years? Well, we'll have to see. Uh, most likely, uh, my idea basically is that um, the terrorism thing, that the Department of Homeland Security thing, etc., has become basically a self-licking ice cream cone. Uh, it's been basically established. It's sort of part of the wallpaper, uh, and it'll just continue, ever, uh, you know, continue on and on and on, even if there aren't any ter- terrorist events to keep nudging it, and even though the public interest in the issue has died down considerably. Uh, it'll be basically like the drug war. I mean, it doesn't get it doesn't get analyzed, doesn't get discussed. It just keeps going on and on and on. Or another analogy is with the chasing of domestic communists in the United States during the Cold War. Uh, at a certain time, the people were very alarmed about it because you know the McCarthy period and the Rosenberg case and the Hiss Chambers case and so forth. Uh, There's a lot of concern about it. Uh, but uh, and so all various laws were passed, uh, sort of the Patriot Acts of their era. Um, and then eventually there were no more stories. I mean, there was, there was almost nobody covering anything about domestic communists because there wasn't any news. Uh, nonetheless, the FBI continued to chase the remaining communists wherever they could find them uh, out of inertia, you know, uh, and uh, it, it just became a thing you did, and no one stopped them. Uh, no one uh, suggested this was a waste of money. Maybe they should spend more money on things like embezzlement and fraud and things like that. Given the economic troubles that we're experiencing right now, it may be more incumbent upon uh, a president-elect Obama to speak more cautiously about terrorism and not uh, try to inflate uh, the threats. Do you have any expectation about how he might uh, talk about terrorism? Uh, Well, it'll all be guesswork. Uh, There's several things moving in the direction of him sort of toning it down. One is it's not his strong suit, particularly. In other words, he didn't come in right after 9-11 and get all that, that positive uh, 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 affect, essentially, uh, over it. Um, he also has an incentive, partly because of the financial crisis, to uh, be, you know, boring. You know, just, you know, it's a steady hand at the tiller and things like that. So uh, when they talk about no drama Obama, that makes a lot of sense at this point. People don't really want a lot of drama. Uh, uh, they've had plenty of it during the Bush administration. Maybe in the future they'll want it, you know, they want some more excitement. So uh, I think there's a good sense that he will, uh, it will not be a terribly prominent uh, issue. And also it, 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 people aren't terribly interested in it. When you talk about what's the most important problem facing the country today, uh, it's really quite low. Um, whereas the economy and you know other things, particularly the economy, of course, is very dominant. So there's no incentive for him. To, he doesn't get even if he does gets good points on terrorism, it's not going to help him very much because people aren't very interested in the issue. Uh, but what I do think is that there's this 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 bureaucratic inertia, and we'll just continue on and on and on. Uh, and the problem with terrorism is it'll never end. There'll always be terrorism somewhere. The Cold War at least could end. Uh, and it is like the drug war. I mean, drugs will always exist as well. And we've now had 
uh, you know, at one time there was a, when it really got started, the concern about it, uh, there were some important cases of drug overdose or whatever, anyway, people became quite alarmed about it in terms of public opinion. Uh, the politicians latched onto it. The interest in drugs and concern about it has dropped into nothing. Um, but it has become an issue that if you start discussing it, you're likely to lose votes. If, uh, if you sort of suggest maybe we should reevaluate it. Uh, and so you, if you're, you could come out looking soft on drugs, uh, just like at one time it was dangerous to look like you're soft on communism, and now it's dangerous to look like you're soft on terrorism. So politicians just continue with the usual sort of blather, it seems to me, and the bureaucracy will churn on and their budgets will still be, you know, pretty solid. In two areas, it seems really difficult to even fix the problem of uh, terrorist threats being overblown, and they are the media and electoral politics, where you have people who can speak to large numbers of people, essentially. With regard to the media, is there anything that can be done short of abridging uh, First Amendment rights to get a more clear-headed talk about terrorism on the news. The media are basically acting fairly naturally as well. Uh, fear tends to sell, and the downplaying of fear tends not to sell very much and certainly isn't very headline-grabbing. Um, and obviously, abridging free speech or trying to force them to say it is, is you know, in inconceivable. Uh, they could be browbeat more, saying, why don't you, uh, why don't you do this? But... Um, they're, they're probably not likely to change. I had one, one case, for example, uh, a newspaper reporter, or actually a magazine reporter, uh, had done a story in which he reported the predictions of a terrorism specialist, in fact, a couple of them, that there'd be a, that the, the time to be really be concerned about a terrorist attack was in the six months after the 2004 election. Um, and uh, so about two years later, when, of course, nothing had happened, I emailed her saying, you know, sent her a copy of the story, and saying, why don't you do a follow-up and call those guys up? And, you know, how, how come you thought that? Uh, and she thought that was a pretty good idea, but she said uh, here at the Baltimore Sun, which is where she was at that time, uh, they're not interested in, they're interested basically in breaking news type stories and so forth, and uh, uh, so that wouldn't fit particularly. So therefore, hysterical predictions are news, but uh, observations that the hysterical predictions have proven wrong are not news. Jim Harper, at the outset of the counterterrorism conference, said, it's been seven years. We haven't had a successive attack on U.S. soil. The proof is in the pudding. And the, the question he asked is, what did we do right? And the answer he had was, we don't really know. Well, I think my concern is that the, the threat that we're trying to protect ourselves in against has been massively exaggerated. Uh, Al-Qaeda consists of about 150 people running around in the hills in Pakistan. Uh, we have done some good things in terms of overseas policing with a lot of cooperation, huge amount of cooperation by countries over there from Indonesia to Morocco. Uh, the Al-Qaeda has basically shot itself in the foot repeatedly, and various operations that have taken place uh, have been counterproductive, uh, turning people against them. Um, and in terms of the United States security, they don't even be. They don't seem to even be trying. Um, it, it's not clear, in fact, that Al Qaeda has done anything really since 9/11, except put out a lot of videos. Uh, there have been terrorist attacks in various places, but they seem to have been. And sometimes there's something of a link or something, or maybe somebody helped them with some ideas or something. 
but there, as far as I can see, there's no Al Qaeda operation that's taken, you know, really hardcore Al Qaeda operation like 9/11 has taken place anywhere in the world since uh, since 9/11. Um, uh, um, and uh, in terms of the security issues, um, it, since 9/11, about three, about two billion foreigners have entered the country legally, and there's also a lot, obviously, have entered illegally. Even if security measures are, say, 90% effective with the no-fly zones and uh, uh, lists and things like that, you would expect at least some to have gotten in. If some got in, you would expect the FBI, after seven, eight years, to have picked up at least a few, one or two or three. So far, they've not been able to find a single true Al-Qaeda cell or operative in the United States. Uh, that suggests not brilliant security, it seems to me, but basically they aren't trying to get in. They aren't trying to do things. And mostly Al-Qaeda has not really done very much of anything except do a lot of uh, publicity for itself. John Mueller is a professor of political science at Ohio State University. He is also the author of Overblown, How Politicians in the Terrorism Industry Inflate National Security Threats and Why We Believe Them. We spoke at the Cato Institute's Counterterrorism Conference in January. You can watch the forums at the conference at cato.org.